At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It, uh, it looks like this week's uh, episode of the Midweek Howl is officially being officially on, officially recording. So, is it? Uh, is it say record on your end? I can't it, see it because you're the brain now. So if it doesn't work, it's on you. I, I we've established that I'm the one to blame. <laughs> that I'm the one to blame. Um, mm-hmm. b- before we jump into uh, before we jump into the story that that I've been after you to tell this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, we got a really cool uh, review on Apple Podcasts. People right. can, you know, sometimes, from time to time, they go and give us uh, five-star reviews. Sometimes they give us one-star reviews. Sometimes it's in between. And uh, oftentimes, they'll leave messages um, on there. They'll, they'll go a little step further. And I wanted to share this message because I, I thought this is probably the best, most heartfelt uh, comment we've ever got and I shared it with you guys and I think you guys probably thought the same so um, an A Phoenix so it's A and then the last last name Phoenix says you guys oh, I are thought awesome. he was in Phoenix no he might be I don't there know you go. Okay. Yeah, or, he's down. A, sure. or that might be a play on words he's a Phoenix rising from the ashes I don't know maybe maybe but uh, either way that's the name it says the headline, the title is "You Guys Are Awesome," and so he says, uh, "I heard the judge on Wes or Tony's podcast, meaning the judge was telling his uh, dogman story on mm-hmm. Sasquatch Chronicles or uh, the Confessionals, and I thought I'd check this podcast out." He listened to the one with the chef who lived in Roswell 
and he was hooked, is what it says. It says, I didn't know Midweek Howl was a thing. I thought it was the same episode, LOL. I have to say thank you, Ozark Howler and Shane, for bringing laughter into my life again. I haven't found anything funny or laughed, especially till my side hurts, and I can't breathe from laughing so hard. For uh, It's been seven years since I lost my five-year-old daughter in a car accident. I hope you... I hope you know you've made a difference in my life, and I appreciate it so much for your time and hard work to do this podcast. Jason, I wish you would come back and stay healthy because these two need you back and healthy because they have been struggling with the sound and editing. They do get an A for effort. May all of you guys be safe and healthy. Thank you again. Um, I thought that was a I thought that was a pretty great comment. Even well, he said part, we were struggling. Well, we're we're struggling. There are those couple episodes were, and I know you don't go back and listen. Well, I'd just, like to think that it's 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 authentic. It's authentic. I mean, if you, well, I mean, if it was a, if it, I mean, this is the, the, it's not the Hollywood Howler, it's the Ozark Howler. <laughs> you know. Well, I don't think I don't. I ain't using my cleft palate, boys. I'm telling you what, we're down here in Fiendor, and we're going to do nothing. We're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Bigfoot today. <laughs> give him the real. I give the real Ozark Howler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I I think it was very heartfelt, and I think he was. Uh, I don't think he, I think he was just trying to have some fun with us, and uh, I appreciate I know, it. I liked it too. I, it actually, it saddened me a little bit, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, look, that I, look, we're all we're all fathers and uh, at different stages of that, and uh, and it's kind of I can't even imagine losing a kid, you know. And you've kind of you've kind of even seen what your parents have gone through losing a kid. You know, no matter yeah, how my old. dad a couple of days this week, as a matter of fact, yeah, I mean, it's, it yeah. keeps on giving. Yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm glad we could, um, we, we can help him out a couple times a week and, and give him something. And, uh, I mean, sometimes it's hard to know if, if, if we're as funny as we think we are or don't think we are, I don't know, but, uh, but we take all we can do is do our best and, and, you know, we appreciate Everybody that takes the time to, uh, you know, give us a review or something like that. It's, it makes our day as much as it makes his day listening to us. So, so I appreciate that. So a Phoenix, thank you so much. Um, the judge and Jason were both, uh, they were both touched when I, when I sent that to, uh, in our group text so they could check it out. And, uh, Jason's doing a lot better. And so hopefully he'll get back. Cause he tells me too that we he need that we need so but i think phil's doing a pretty good job last couple episodes it sounded pretty good so phil stepped right up and well he, i mean he's more of a yeah right yeah yeah he he knows way more about any of this than it than uh even jace so so but so back to so back to i okay so you mentioned the story last week when we were talking with the uh with the Arkansas Undertaker, yep. about you getting married by Ronald McDonald. I did. Uh huh. So I, it's got to be something. I mean, well, how does somebody well, get married by Ronald McDonald? Mayor, was it Mayor McCheese? I, you just confused. I, it I with don't Ronald know. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this without throwing some rocks here. Okay. 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 So I don't know. Part of me feels okay about it because. 
I don't think anybody in my hometown knows I do this podcast, right? When I yeah. down, not where I live now, but where I grew up. Okay, nobody yeah. knows. Okay. I mean, my brother knows, and and but I mean, he don't even live there anymore. So so maybe I don't I don't know. So anyhow, I grew up in the state capital. I mean, not in the capital, but in the town the capital is in, right? And there is the beginnings of a mega church for for where it's at. It is a mega church. Okay. Yeah. But not for people. I mean, if you're listening in Springfield, Missouri or Dallas or someplace that's, you know, Atlanta, you know what a mega church is. But this is a pretty good church, right? Yeah. In town. Now I didn't go there. I went to the the White Trash Baptist Church on the kind of the southwest side that is dying on the vine, right? <clears throat> it was within walking distance of Goat Hill. Which don't mean anything there, but that's where the kind of the, the project was. Not really a project per se, but anyway, that's where the poor people live. So I went to church with the poor people. But the wife I have, she got to go at the mega church, right? Mm-hmm. So in I don't want to say I was down on the mega church, but I was down on the mega church because my particular place of employment at that time, people worked for the state. And, and when they moved to Jeff City, the capital, they all seemed to congregate at the mega church because that's how you got promoted. And that's where you got seen. Does that make sense? Except for the, the Catholics, they were on their own different deal. But but yeah, it, it oh, was yeah. a magnet for everybody that wanted to be somebody just to say that they went to church there. Yeah, I exactly. I, I know churches like I know churches okay. like that all over that, that it's, and, it's and, like a social, it's more of a social event than a spiritual event. Yes. And you know, the sad part is the preacher at the time, he actually just retired is probably one of the best preachers I've ever heard. Okay. Which is maybe why he can create a mega church, right? Sure. Yeah. Stands okay. a reason. Yeah. Anyway, he's got three boys, good boys, salt of the earth boys. One of them I worked with. And anyhow, I, uh, sorry, I keep getting popped up on my screen here. As I got engaged, there was no question that we were not going to get married in the trashy church. We had to go to mega church, right? Of course. Well, the mega church came with not only some, a cost, but some rules. And one of the rules is you had to sit down with this preacher and go through like a counseling, almost like the Catholic kids have to do. Does that make sense? Which I always yeah, I had I to always, do, I had to do the same thing. I did. Was do your the same was thing. your is, was your wife first wife Catholic or what was? She? No, no, it was just part of the deal. I think we were at a. It was part of the deal. Methodist church or something. Yeah. It yes, it deal. was part of the deal, and I got two two qualms with that. First of all, I used to get a kick out of these Catholics guys. Got to sit down with a priest, and you go, dude, you're getting marriage advice. The dude is casting judgment on you. He's never been married. Yeah. Same way with this Baptist preacher. Now, let me get this right, preacher. You know, you've been a one woman man your whole life since you were 14, and you're going to give me advice. I need to go down to Dave's pool hall and get some old boy that's been married five or six times and lost everything twice. That's who I want to talk to. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you don't give surgery to the guy that's 
only been in the operating room once, right? <laughs> right? I mean, Amen. Amen, son. I mean, you don't get your truck motor rebuilt by the kid that's just done it one time at DeVotech. You go over to dealership or somewhere where the old boy's done 50 of them. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I got yeah. I'm, so I'm anyway, picking up what you're putting down. It it hit a snag in 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 the in in this high class mega preacher basically said if I didn't go through this jump through these hoops I wasn't I couldn't get married in that church or he couldn't marry me. Now he changed his tune. It went from I can't get married in that church because my mom's mega Baptist, right? Salt mm-hmm. of the earth kind of woman, and and I, I guess he I don't know. Okay. But he told me, I can't marry you. So I called my mom and I said, you know, I grew up going, I told, I probably told you on the podcast. I grew up going three times a week, whether I needed it or not. Right. So, <clears throat> but I quit when I was in high school, my mom got on to me and I said, mom, you made me go every three times a week till I was 15, 16. I'm paid up till I'm 45, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I called her up and I said, Hey, this is the deal. You know, this preacher won't preach me. I don't, I'm not mentioning his name, but Hey, he's not going to marry me. I need a preacher. Basically I called her up and said, I need a preacher. She said, okay, well her normal preacher down there at the church, cause she was, she was still going there. He had moved on and they had a, they had a backup and she said, well, so-and-so, well, you know, when you're, you know how your parents would name a name of some dude that's their age and you have no idea who they're talking about? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, who? And she said, well, you know, so-and-so. And I said, no. And she goes, oh, you've known him since you were a little kid. And I said, I don't know him. And she said, well, he's Ronald McDonald. <laughs> and I wish I could think of his name. He just died last year, maybe two years ago. Now so I've mentioned his name. And uh, <laughs> I'll have to call her this week and get his name. And I said, what? And she goes, oh, when McDonald's first opened, you know, when McDonald's was an infancy in town here, she said on the weekends, they would have a Ronald McDonald. He was a Ronald McDonald for years. Okay. And I see, and he's also an ordained preacher. You know, some good old ordained preachers, they've had two or three jobs. They've sold cars and they've obviously been in Ronald McDonald, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I said, okay, call him. So she calls him and she said, he'll do it. And, I said, what's he want? Oh, he don't want nothing. And I thought, well, how did I go from $500 and have him jump through these hoops and have an interview process to I don't want nothing? Okay. And and it was probably half a dozen people when I told them who was marrying me because they all said his brother so-and-so, mega, mega guy, you know. Let's call him Brady because he was like the Tom Brady of the preaching. His brother Brady marrying you, and I'd say, no, <clears throat> it's it's so-and-so. And if if they were over 40, people would say, Ronald McDonald? And I said, yeah. And, and <laughs> some people got such a kick out of that that I love it. That's why I said it. I, Ronald McDonald married me. And this is the sad part. The other day I was up there at my in-laws. We were talking about something. We left and my wife was saying, I don't know, so, so. And this poor preacher's kids, all of his kids are divorced. Ronald McDonald's kids. Not Ronald McDonald's, the mega church preachers. Oh, he had so three wait, salt of the earth boys and every one of them's divorced. So wait, did he not do the counseling with them? Or I is don't that know. a testament of how bad I, his counseling maybe was? They told him the wrong advice. They got it. 
I mean, if you want to fly, you're going to have to get advice from a pilot. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I used to hog hunt with this guy, running around with this old boy. And he was a medical doctor. And, and I said one day, I said, hey, well, you got your pilot's license. We, why don't we fly here, fly there? And he goes, man, you don't fly with anybody who's not a pilot. And I said, well, dude, you got your pilot's license. He goes, yeah, but I'm not a pilot. And he said, the only people I fly with, the only people anybody should fly with, is the people that fly for a living every day. He said, because you ever notice it's always the doctors and the lawyers getting killed in these plane crashes? Yeah. Well, he said, all, they can they, the only ones that can afford yeah, they, they study and they pass that test and they decide I'm a pilot. And he said, you know, they might not fly for a month or two or three or four until somebody wants to go somewhere. And they call them, oh, I can fly. I'm a pilot. And they go out there and they start that plane up and they forget something. Next thing you know, they burn up. You only fly with pilots. So, if you're gonna get yeah, it's, married, like, it's like getting into a NASCAR with me just because I got a driver's license. That's right. So, if you're going to get married or get women advice, get it from a pilot. Don't get it from preacher get it from a, get it from a failed preacher hey give it from a failed preacher that has to dress up like ronald mcdonald on the weekends to make ends meet because you know he's got a story to tell you know how many single mothers probably brought them kids in there now that i think about it i mean that poor guy probably had 101 stories to tell oh, talk about a happy meal all right. I'm telling you, that's right. Maybe. <laughs> what were you going to say? You have to tell a story. Oh, well, I, I, there's two things. I, now, I, that's great that they had a guy dress up as Ronald McDonald because, yeah. like, to draw people in, right? Maybe they didn't yeah, think I guess it was going to take it off. Was back then. Yeah, I don't. But they didn't didn't think it was going to take off, huh? Yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> I guess for sure. But I, I remember in our town. Two things. Two things about Ron McDonald. We had this McDonald's. The first one's been tore down and rebuilt now. You know, they. they oh, yeah. They same way with this one. Can't leave well enough alone. But the first one, I remember as a kid, our Little League baseball team took a tour of the McDonald's. And back on the back wall of the McDonald's was this huge, like, um, um, I don't even want to know what it was like. Plastic, ceramic, Ronald McDonald. Okay, like he's like laying, stretched out, head on one arm, you know, like it's a profile view. And he's holding like, he was holding like a little American flag or something in his hand. Like, and I think the American flag was, was real. But, you know, so it was a big like piece of wall art of Ronald McDonald. Piece of art, what? Wall art. Wall art. Oh, wall art. Yep. Wall okay. art. Okay. Wall art. <laughs> wall art. And wall it, it was about six foot long uh, or six foot long across the wall, probably two or three feet high. And I bet it, it, I mean, even if it was made out of ceramic, which is what I think it was, or plastic, I mean, it had to weigh a couple hundred pounds. It was real awkward, hard. And um, so we took the tour. And it wasn't up on the wall. And uh, I remember asking, hey, what happened to the Ronald McDonald? And they said, well, it's getting repaired. I'm like, you know what? what well, here, a bunch of kids came in on the, and a couple of them went to the counter, you know, made a bogus or, you know, stood there and, and kept everybody 
um, entertained. And the other two kids went into the went back there, somehow climbed up on the side of the booth, pried that wall off the uh, off the wall, and they got it out the back door. And they got this is how they they didn't plan this out very good, but they jumped under three speed bike because all these kids, you know, McDonald's was kind of oh yeah, all kind of on the edge of town. yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they got on their bikes and the. Two of them, you know, one was at one end of the Ronald McDonald and one was at the other end of the Ronald McDonald. And they're riding down the, you know, imagine trying to pedal as fast as the little kid beside you to keep this six foot long Ronald McDonald steady and try to get out of this driveway where the only way you can do is go out of the driveway and drive down the road in front of the Ronald McDonald. Right. <laughs> and so the manager's telling us this, and he said, yeah, we thought something was up because he's kid." And all of a sudden we look up, and he's these two kids bouncing this Ronald McDonald on the road, and he goes, I ran out to yell at him, and when I did, it spooked him, and they dropped the thing, and it split in two. Oh, man. <laughs> and he goes, so it's, it's getting repaired. It'll be back up. I'm like, oh my god! I I just thought that would have been a great that that would that would have been like something out of the movie The Sandlot or something. You know, those kids all right. you know, yeah, hey, we're yeah, going to steal yeah. off. <laughs> and That's so right. that, so then uh, so I've I've mentioned before on here we got this big festival in our town called the Browers Festival, and my my grandpa and my uncle, you know, my grandpa's fire chief, my uncle's the captain in the fire department, and as a kid. The fire, you know, the fire trucks are, all, you know, all those vehicles are in the parade. And every year I was, you know, hey, can I ride in the fire truck? Hey, can I ride in the fire truck? Sure. And so one year I was there, I was going to get to ride in the fire truck. Well, Ronald McDonald was in the parade and he was going to ride in the fire truck too. And so at the fire station up on the second, second or third floor, they had like a little rec room. Okay. Now, I mean, I'm like nine, 10 years old at the moment, maybe, maybe 11. I don't even know. And, um, there's a pool table in the rec room and I'm up there just kind of like shooting, messing around, shooting pool. I didn't know what I was doing, you know? And here's Ron McDonald comes out. He's all full clown makeup, full uniform, you know, uniform. And he's like, Hey man, you, you want to play? I'm like, sure. And, you know, my uncle's there. Yeah, like, yeah, play Ron McDonald in the pool. Dude, he he broke, ran the table, and knocked in the eight ball with a shot leaning on the table behind his back. <laughs> behind his back. And tosses the pool table down and says, nice game, kid. I never even got to take a shot. I, if, I, I thought that guy could walk in any bar dressed as Ron McDonald and probably win all the money he ever wanted at back at the pool table because <laughs> so I never forgot that. I never forgot Ron McDonald was a hustler. So maybe hey, maybe he was a preacher <laughs> the next town over. I don't is know. Is there a I was about to say something but I won't. <laughs> I was about to say something, huh? I'm in a funk, huh? I'm in a well, funk. 
You're in a funk. Yeah, I'm in a funk, and I almost said, what's the difference? Um, but <laughs> think about it, Ronald McDonald. He, they, they did hustle a lot of burgers. They're everywhere now. Right? Oh, I know. I know. You know, that's... You know, I love I it. I, had, you know, I almost went to McDonald's this morning. Was it just one day this week? I I can't even think of the last time I went to McDonald's. And I mean, I used to go every day. Listen, I've been on the phone with you enough times when you've gone through the drive through at McDonald's. I, I used to go every, well, every morning <laughs> because I'm on middle time and you're on the, you know. Yeah. I was yeah. about to tell a story on myself. I can't remember. I made the old woman at McDonald's cry at the drive-through one morning, and I'm trying to remember what I did to her. I can't remember. You know, it's funny. I can't think of going through drive-through. There was an old woman, not an old woman, just, I don't know, in her late 50s, who knows, at this McDonald's in Minneapolis where I used to go just about, if I had time or if I was running late and I needed some breakfast or whatever, I'd go through and I'd get the same thing three or four days a week, right? Yeah. And there's this gal working there. Back when you they had, they had the kind of people that work those kind of jobs every day where you got to see them every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she always struck me. I'm choosing my words here. As the kind of gal that'd be 55 working at McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And every once in a while, I seen her be shitty to other people, but never to me. And I don't remember what happened. I don't remember what happened, but I do remember mouthing off to her at the, you know, at the, and I think the problem was she was at the money window instead of the food window. She was at the wrong window or something. Right. Yeah. So, and somebody had, the guy before me had started in on her. And when she, instead of like mouthing off to him, she mouthed off to me. And I retorted back because I was raised by assholes. I could, you know what I mean? I could do <laughs> the best of them. Right. especially southern assholes when you're in minneapolis i mean they think they see some tough stuff they ain't been down here you know what i mean they ain't been down (laughs) in the woods we grow up throwing ain't got no rocks in minnesota it's good good dirt's too good you grew up down here in the ozarks you're throwing rocks at each other at a young age so (laughs) anyway i chewed her out i said something back to her and she was without words the only thing she could do was cry and I got to the second window where they're going to give me my food. And then that gal meant, made a point to tell me what an asshole I was. For making the other lady cry. For making the other lady cry. And I said, I know. I, I'm I'm a recovering asshole. It's like an alcoholic. The guy's always with me. I try not to let him drive. But sometimes he just pops up. You know what I mean? You can't get, you know what I mean? It's, it's I'm an assholic, right? <laughs> So I drove away and it really ate on me, huh? I, I'm just, you know what? I mean, you, do you got that on your license plate? It really ate on me because here I go drive up, you know, I drive eight, six, eight blocks over this palatial government building where I go in there full of assholes, making money and, and seeing the world and doing all kinds of 007 shit. And I say to myself, it just eats on me all day right that 
why'd I have talked to her like that? You know what I mean? Even though she did, might have deserved it, even though she, you know what I mean? Why did I have to do that? Yeah, so, absolutely. At the same time, that was what was going on. It simultaneously around the neighborhood was the Powerball was up to three or four hundred million dollars. So there's a gas station kind of by work there that I'd go over and get my Powerball. Is we used to shoot a lot and I ran the range, and it was I'd go on the way to the range or the way back from the range. You know, you're killing time. You know, for you know you can't go straight back to the office. You might have to actually do something. So you go to gas station, which happens to have Dairy Queen next door and get an ice cream or whatever. But I was at the thing buying my Powerball ticket, thinking about what I was going to do with all that money. So I bought an extra one. And then the next morning, I drove through the drive through and she recognized me and she wanted to cry. And I said, Here, I wanted to give you this. I decided if I was going to win the Powerball, I was going to give you a pile of money for being mean to you yesterday. But instead, I bought you your own ticket. And I gave it to her. And she just, it was like she forgot all the trespasses I did the day before. Oh my gosh, are you serious? You know, and I said, I told the clerk it's to give, I only wanted a winner. So I said, it could be, you know. No, and was she still working there after the And then I got to the second window and the gal goes, did you really just give her a lottery ticket? And I said, supposedly a winning Powerball ticket. She goes, did you get me one? And I said, well, no. And she said, I knew you were an asshole. <laughs> so I don't go to McDonald's anymore. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.